is the eye company. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. After the hour of 11, we still have Mitch Holtus, the voice of the Chiefs, to come. Bottom of the hour, where that music means it's time to get our guy David Kaplan, whose feet are going to be sore on Friday, but we get him today on Wednesday. Cappy is part of Walk is One Chicago's, you're walking, what, 26 miles or something tomorrow, Cap? What's this all about? So last year, as we were going into the election cycle, and you had people on either side of the aisle, but... You voted for who? I hate you. You voted for who? I hate you. I'm like, can we all just get along, please? And then you got Cubs fans, Sox fans firing on each other. I'm like, we need unity. So in the middle of this pandemic, I decided to get a jersey made that is half Cubs, half Sox. I walked 29 miles home from work one day, and I I raised $100,000 for this amazing Mm. charity called Bernie's Book Bank, which distributes reading materials to underserved boys and girls in the Chicago area, and they've given over 20 million books out. It's amazing. And so I started calling all... I think we've lost him. Cappy? We have lost him. Well, we will get him back here because I want to hear the end of that story and then get into the Bears and... Just the uh, the pulse of Chicago sports fans as they get set to watch Justin Fields take the field this coming week. Uh, there was a, just I saw a video on Twitter of, of Andy Dalton when he got, got knocked out of the game last week, rooting for his soon-to-be replacement, which is what you want to see out of a veteran who knows that he's a stopgap guy, that he's there for a short time, not a long time in all likelihood, but they're going to get his guy. Let's get back to our guy, Cappy. Cappy, you were just about to say you, you started to reach out and we lost you. Oh, I was talking the whole time and I'm like, huh, where did I go? <laughs> right. uh, anyway, to make it real brief, last year we were in the middle of the election and both sides were against each other and then Cubs fans are firing on Sox fans and vice versa. I said, you know what? Iowa State fans and Iowa fans, let's have unity. Unity in the middle of the pandemic. I raised a hundred grand for this amazing charity called Bernie's Book Bank, which distributes books to underserved boys and girls in the Chicago area. They've given over twenty million books out, and so I was calling owners of every team. To Kyle Hendricks and Anthony Rizzo sent me big checks, hmm. and we're doing it again tomorrow. I'm walking to every pro and college stadium tomorrow. Wow. And I start at the United Center, end at Northwestern, and in between, we're already over $140,000 raised. So if anyone wants to donate, it's tax-deductible. It's an amazing cause. Uh, WalkAsOneChicago.org. Good stuff. Yes. Love that. Cappy, from there, from walking, let's go to a guy under center, Justin Fields. Now, it wasn't pretty on Sunday, the interception he got baited into that one as the Bengals were trying to come back. But here he comes, out onto the field for the first time. The buzz has to just be palpable there in Chicago. Yeah, they haven't announced him as the starter, but mm-hmm. he is the starter. Mm-hmm. Trust me, 
as a guy who suffered the bone bruise that Andy Dalton did, you do not want a bone bruise. And it's funny, most people, even in the medical community, I talked to a doctor yesterday, he's like, I goes, I'm an eye doctor. I don't know what a bone bruise is. He was never hit. How does he have a bruise? The bone bruise comes when your two bones bang together as your knee goes in a, the wrong direction, which is what happened to Andy. And it's brutally painful. So I don't see any scenario where he plays, and Justin Fields will be the guy ducking under center on Sunday. So people are excited to see it. But I heard as you led into that question, you said you know, he wasn't great. Go back. I don't know if you guys have watched the Dan Orlovsky two-minute, 20-second breakdown yep. of Justin Fields. He gave him really high grade mm-hmm. for his performance on Sunday in multiple categories. So uh, watch that. We played it on my show today on the radio. It's really good stuff. Yeah, no, it really is, Cap. Uh, so what's gotten into Roquan Smith? I mean, he's just this is who this dude is. He's really, really good. I mean, when you pick him eighth overall, mm-hmm. he was number two on the Bears' board that year. The guy they wanted was Quentin Nelson. He was gone off the board. There's nothing they could do. Right. And their number two guy was Roquan Smith, and there he is at eight. So they take him, and this guy will be an all-pro. He's going to sign top five linebacker contracts in the history of the sport when he signs it here in the next 12 mm-hmm. months. He's amazing, and that's who he is. Defense playing better. Roquan, a big part of that. Boy, I'll say. Was that more of a Joe Burrow problem, or was the Bears' defense, was there that big leap we hear about between week one and week two? That was a huge, huge leap. If you go back and watch Joe Burrow, like Jalen Johnson made a tremendous play breaking on that ball and picking it off. And Zach Taylor, the Bengal coach after the game, said, no, that didn't surprise me because we knew he was a great football player. Not good, great. And he made a great play. It is what it is. The interception that Angelo Blackson got, the defensive tackle, that was because he had Alec Ogletree draped all over just or, uh, Joe Burrow. And so ball got knocked around, picked off after the tip, and then you had Eddie Jackson make a play with a peanut punch to knock that ball out after a catch. And then the other interception, I'm trying to remember who I'm forgetting. Oh, and the Roquan one, that Joe Burrow never saw him because Go back and watch the tape. Like NFL Game Pass is a great thing to subscribe to, and I go back and watch the games. I'm going to watch the game again today so that I see exactly what Akeem Hicks did to collapse the pocket. That's why it's so crucial if they could get Eddie Goldman back this week because Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt can run the football, and if OBJ doesn't play, Jarvis Landry's already out, yep. and you can get pressure on Baker Mayfield, that defense can absolutely win that football game. Yeah, the uh, the Browns are without a couple of weapons, no doubt about that. In all likelihood, with uh, uh, OBJ, as you mentioned. Uh, so let let's. I want to stay on the defensive side of the football cap and just you know try and get my get my arms around what what this team can do. And if they do get the defense and Fields is the guy, although Nagy said he's not the guy. Once Andy Dalton's going, you know, let's 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 go there. So Nagy comes back into the press conference or sends somebody back into the press conference on Monday. On Monday, he says he wants to be very clear, and this is through a representative uh, of the Bears that this is Dalton's job once he once he comes back. 
Why would he go about saying that? Does he? Obviously, he thinks that's going to be the case. But what if Fields comes out and just lights up the Browns uh, and, and makes a huge, huge impact on that football game? Might Nagy eat those words? Yes, 100%. I think he wanted to diffuse any controversy, add any more pressure to Justin. Well, okay. we'll have to see. So, yeah, Andy's the starter. You don't lose your starter. You don't lose your starting job to injury. But... I would think the bone bruise is not a one-week injury. I've been told that if indeed it's a serious bone bruise, and again, I'm not a doctor, I don't look at his films, but if it is, that's multiple weeks. Well, if you go out, win or lose, that kid balls out on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and then you come home and you beat the Lions and he plays really well again, I can promise you Andy Dalton's not taking his job back. It's just not going to happen. Now, if he goes out and turns it over four times and – doesn't read coverages properly and gets sacked five times because he can't pick up who the Mike linebacker is, yeah, they'll go back to Andy Dalton. But if they're winning, he's not losing his job. David Montgomery continues to churn out yards behind. Not a great offensive line by any means there. It's the same guy that we saw at Iowa State. You understand why he was so beloved by the Cyclone fans out there. This guy, he just runs so hard and he doesn't go down with first contact. There are many like him in the NFL. It doesn't feel like anymore, Montgomery. No, he's a stud, and you know you guys see the games. I did not watch a lot of Iowa State football. I watched some. I knew he was a good player, and then when I heard the Bears had interest, I went back and watched, you know, highlight tapes or anything we got access to. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good football player, and they grabbed him in the third round, and it's certainly been an outstanding pick. He looks different to me. He looks thinner. He that's looks true. more ripped. And he looks faster because, from what I was told, he was frustrated with his role, and he said, I'm coming back in this year, and I'm going to have an extra gear, and you're going to have to run the football. Like, that guy got, ta- uh, got tackled behind the line last week, and it's a loss of three, and he breaks the tackle and dives forward and still picks up three. That's, that was a pro run. That's what he does, Cap. He's, uh, that's what he did in college, and uh, it's good to see him carrying that over to the Bears. I want to go to baseball with you if you're ready here, Trent Condon. I want to start with the Southsiders, Cap. I don't like the way this team is coming to the finish line. They're kind of, Look, they've had it wrapped up for a long time. I get that. Keep hearing it's proverbial switch. Can they turn it on once the playoffs get here? They're, they're banged up uh, in the starting rotation. I don't like the way the White Sox are finishing the season. How about you? I don't either. I mean, it's a 500 team for three months. I don't either. But let's not forget, in 2005, they were up 15 and a half games in in August, and you blinked, and it was down to a game and a half. And we said the same exact thing. And Ozzie Guillen pulled the nose up, and boom, there they go, 11-1 in the postseason, and they win the World Series. I'm not telling you that's going to happen. They could very easily lose to a really good Houston team and the Sox do not look like they'll have home field advantage. So, yes, I don't disagree with you, but just get in, and then let's see what happens. What's the latest on Carlos Rodon, him trying to be ready to go for the playoffs? They're expecting him, as of today, to start on Wednesday, next Wednesday, a week from today. Is that accurate? Is that just to test it? I mean, I saw his last pitch, and he didn't throw a lot of pitches. You know, I think 68 or 9 pitches. 
His last pitch was 89.4, and it was not a breaking ball. It was not a changeup. It was a fastball. This is a dude that was throwing 99 early in the season and comfortably sitting at 96-97, and I think his average for the year has been 93.4. That's a dramatic drop. So is he not healthy? Is he injured? I don't know. There's there, You can be banged up, and you can be hurting and still do your job. I don't know. Hmm. So LaRusso will have the luxury of being able to set the rotation because they've got such a comfortable lead. Who is it Lynn in game one, I would anticipate, or is it Giolito? How do you think LaRusso goes about this? I think he goes if they're all healthy, I think it's Lance Lynn, because they're gonna be clinched here if it's not tomorrow, it's Friday, if it's not Friday, it's Saturday, if it's not Saturday, it's Sunday. They're clinching. Right. So if they're all healthy, I go Lance Lynn game one, I go Lucas Giolito game two, I go Dylan Cease game three, mm-hmm. and then that will give plenty of time for Rodon to have rested his arm, and if he's not injured and he's just you know, fatigued, he should be ready to go. I'm not encouraged by Dallas Keuchel giving up 11 hits yesterday. Oh, yeah, I know he only gave up, what, three runs? But 11 hits, that was not encouraging. Craig Kimbrell mm. towards the back end of the bullpen, giving up runs in three of his last four outings. Just a bad spurt or something deeper? I mean... They keep telling us, oh, we found something mechanically. All I know is that that guy in a Cubs uniform was ridiculous, unhittable, and that's why the Cubs were able to trade him and get something back. Why he does not look like that guy? Is he fatigued? Is he not healthy? I don't know how to answer that for you, but it is more than a little concerning. Hmm. Cap, I want to ask you, um, you love baseball. We both love baseball. We're both kind of old. <laughs> and we both remember 1986 in the New York Mets. Have you had a chance to watch the 30 for 30 uh, on ESPN, the four-part series on the 86 Mets? Every stinking second. It is awesome. Isn't it great? It's a phenomenal, phenomenal doc. Friday night, my wife and I ordered in sushi. And we said, as soon as that sushi gets here, we're pouring some wine and we're sitting down. My wife loved that team. She just was always not a Mets fan. She was an 86 Mets fan. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. And we watched back to back to back to back, all four of them. It was awesome. What happened to Lenny Dykstra? I mean, he can't, it's, you can't understand the man cap. Do you know? Yeah. My wife's like, is he high? Is he on drugs? He certainly was. He, he used to. I don't know if he was in that interview, but like he's a caricature now. It's yeah, sad. It really it is. is. But to watch that scene, and if you haven't seen it, I'm not giving away anything, but it's just a great scene, when they're talking to him and he said, the Mets are out looking for a center fielder and Lenny's a high school, I think he was in high school, maybe yeah. he was early in college, and Joe McElvain, their senior VP, gets recommended – Go see this kid play. He's your kind of player. And he walks up. He has no idea who he is. (laughs) And he goes, this little guy? And Lenny Dykstra goes, hey, MFR, I'm the best effing player you've ever seen, and you better figure that out right now. Like, (laughs) who is that dude? And then he goes out and just rakes, and they sign him, and he becomes a hell of a player. He's just a, a freaky guy. Frank Schwindel, the story of the September Cubs, I guess? Yeah. I guess. 
it's cool. Cool for the Schindel family. Yeah. It's cool. But I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but a buddy of mine, I know I said it on my show, a buddy of mine calls me. He's like, dude, this young kid, Ortega, where'd they get him? I'm like, dude, he's 30. He'll be turning 31. What? Yes. So it's unfortunate. They're in a deep hole. They got a long way to climb up. Cap, I'll be honest. I I miss watching them in September. Since says, well, since the trade deadline, I've I haven't watched them. I I guess I realized to myself, you know what? You enjoy watching these Cubs, and there's there's uh there's something missing in my sports viewing. I, I miss watching them. Yeah, it's unfortunate. A that they're on a channel that a lot of people can't get, mm-hmm. and then B that they're not very worthy of watching because when the season ends, even when they've been bad. I'm like, man, Cubs baseball's over till next March or April. Yeah. I can't wait to get it back, but they are bad. They're a bad watch. Indeed they are. I'm glad you watched Once Upon a Time in Queens. I thought you probably did. It was a great watch. Final thing for me, Phenomenal. Cap. Connor McGregor. Phenomenal. Goes out last Connor night. Connor McGregor, how about oh, that? Throws just a hideous first pitch. Don't they have publicists? Don't they have somebody... Get the arm warmed up, something here. How do we continually see these <laughs> famous people go out there and just look, in, a guy like that, incredibly unathletic? Trent, you're smarter than that. That was planned. Ah. You're telling me that that dude being viral on every channel in the country, it was the play of the day on Good Morning America <laughs> with millions. You and I and Kenny are talking about it. Yeah. We did two segments on it in my radio show. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, that was planned. Hey, man, if I throw it right down the middle, who cares? Right. Nobody says a word. Uh-huh. But if I throw it epically bad, I can't pay for that kind of PR. <laughs> and he got it, no yeah. doubt. Cap, great stuff. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, David Kaplan. All right, walk as one, Chicago.org. Indeed, absolutely. Uh, glad you brought that up. Thank you, Cap. Have fun you tomorrow. See Good to talk to you. Thanks. David Kaplan. Uh, centurionstoneofiowa.com makes it possible for us to speak with the cap man. Yeah, glad Cappy brought that up. Mm-hmm. So he's doing all this walk into all these stadiums, oh, raised over $100,000. I want to get the charity, uh, the exact name of it in front of me so we can publicize this one more time. Walk is one Chicago. Uh, all the proceeds go to Bernie's Book Bank. If you're a fan of Cappy, if you're from Chicago, Cap's going to walk 24 miles tomorrow uh, once he gets off the radio. He earned over $100,000 for that charity that uh, helped, what did he say, over 2 million books? Yeah. Like a, it was way Crazy, over that yeah. number. Um, if you're so inclined, Walk is One Chicago, Bernie's Book Bank. Walkisonechicago.org. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan. If you are in the market, for Iowa's best selection of stone veneer, an interior project or an exterior project uh, of any size. They've got a variety of style patterns and colors uh, to fit your every need. They're good folks over there. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. Check them out online before you head to the show. Well, you don't have to do it that way. The showroom will blow you away. Uh, but if you want to check them out online, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. The showroom is located at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street. 
Street.com. It's right across the street from the Animal Rescue League. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's with Miller and Condon next on 1460 KXNO and 106AAHIP.com. Joined once again by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky, Elite Eye Care, University Avenue in West Des Moines. I'm a contact wear, but there's always some nuisances that come up. Tell us about some of the new things that you guys have at Elite Eye Care. One of the biggest things that we're doing is myopia control. So that's slowing down the progression of the eyes changing through daily disposable contact and then through the contacts that you can sleep in at night. Then you have nothing to worry about during the day. It's awesome. It's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines and a new location, Dr. Swatsky. In Ankeny now, we're seeing patients. The name of that practice... Are you missing out on life's activities because of hip pain? Ask your orthopedic surgeon about anterior advantage hip replacement. To learn more, visit aahip.com. That's aahip.com. The performance of hip replacements depends on age, weight, activity level, and other factors. There are potential risks and recovery takes time. Only an orthopedic surgeon can tell you if hip replacement is right for you. To find an orthopedic surgeon in central Iowa that uses anterior advantage hip replacement, go to a. Seventeen, The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets. And their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clive to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's The Rookie Sports Cards. Five. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Uh, Having trouble uh, connecting with Mitch Holtis, so hopefully that will happen. If not, it gives us an opportunity to uh, discuss the NFL. Mm -hmm. Haven't really had too much of uh, an opportunity to do so, and here we are Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, no, no doubt about it. So, look, this is a big week, Trent. I think there's a couple of games. There's more than a couple of games on this schedule that, you know, if it's later in the season, maybe gets a little more emphasis or if we're, you know, that week or two between bowl season, championship season, the bowl picking up, uh, that we'd be all over these uh, games this weekend. I, I think the Rams in Tampa Bay is as big a game as there is. Kansas City hosting uh, the Chargers of Los Angeles. That is a big spot. Both of those teams, one and one. I thought the Chargers got unlucky to win last week. Uh, they did Charger things, and if you're a Charger fan, you know what that means because they have a propensity to do that. But this is a pretty good week on, as far as a week three on the schedule. Looking at the Vikings who easily, easily from Dalvin Cook to yeah. a chip shot field goal. Bad call and a, and a chip shot missed. They're 2-0. and uh-huh. Now at 0-2, they welcome in Seattle. Who That's tough. Week one looked great, and then they lip, let it slip away in they the way they did. They had Tennessee, Trent. They were all over them. Dead to rights. Yep. It's over. Mm-hmm. At home. Mm-hmm. And they let that one slip away. So much intrigue this week. Sunday Night Football, excellent. You got the 49ers off to a good start. Yeah. Every win so important. The Packers, was it just a mirage of playing the Lions? Or was it real what we saw? Short week going out to San Francisco. Got the storylines, of course, Aaron Rodgers from the area. So just so much intrigue in this week. I'm right there with you. Let's be honest, not the greatest of college slates this week. 
The NFL uh, needs a little more attention. Yeah, and look, there's a couple of college games. But just a couple. Yeah, there's, there's look, we'll, we'll get into conference play coming up here, and that'll elevate things. So let me do this with you. Though Of the winless teams, because mm-hmm. we know that percentage, right? If, if you're 0-2, you have X percent chance to make the playoffs. Now, I think you throw those numbers out because there's an extra week this year. Um, and we'll see how that affects it. So let me run the winless teams by you, and I'll do so in both conferences, and you can let me know if you think you will see um, a, play, a team come out uh, after starting 0-2 that makes the playoffs. Here's the AFC. Jets? No. Jags? No. Colts? Maybe. See, I don't know about this Colts team. Wentz injuries? That's just it. They sprained both ankles. Really? It's, um, it wasn't a car accident. The Titans and the Texans are both 1-1. One one. Uh-huh. So the division is not like there's a 2-0 and team you're looking up at. I guess if there, if you, the answer is the Colts. If you're looking for one in the AFC, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we don't have one. Conversely, NFC, is there a playoff team amongst this short list? Giants, maybe. You think so? Really? What do you like about them? I don't know. Danny Dimes looked good Thursday. He night. did. He did. Uh, Lions, no. Vikings. Maybe? And Atlanta. And they're in the same division as the Buccaneers and the Saints. I don't know. I don't know if there is one. I guess if I had to pick one, I would go the Vikings. Me too. Uh, let's get Mitch Olsen in here. He's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a... Look, it didn't go their way, but man, what an entertaining football game. Hello, Mitch Holtis. How are you? Hello, King. Congratulations to your 2-0 Broncos standing tied for first in the AFC West. And probably beat the, uh, yeah, two, with, uh, the two best teams in the NFL <laughs> to get to that point, in the Giants and the Jags. You know what? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't going to say it. But, yes, you take it when you get it, and you go with it. So uh, I remember Andy Reid's 9-0 start in 2013 after we were 2-14, and and like, well, don't look at the teams. Just look at the record. Right. Uh, but, yeah, very entertaining Sunday night game and lived up to all of the hype and billing, and, but the Chiefs have work to do. Work to do, and especially on the defensive side of the football. What jumped out to you defensively? What concerns do you have? There's not a whole lot of Lamar Jacksons on the schedule and guys that play his way, but what concerns are you going forward with that, D? Yeah, it's an excellent point. Uh, honestly, when you play Baltimore, you're playing the Army. You're playing West Point of the NFL. No team runs the ball like that, even the Tennessee Titans. Uh, or the Cleveland Browns, and those are the other two big running teams, because Baltimore played about 20 snaps of tackle over tackle, and it's not at the goal line or not third and one, where they would bring in a big 300-plus pound tackle to be tight end, and then they have Ricard, who's a 311-pound fullback, and they still have Andrews in a tight wing slot. He can go out for passes, but they're just playing 10 block and 11 with an Olympic athlete running behind him. We talked about it last week. If you're not assignment sound and get ready to play physical football and hold the edge, you're going to get run over. And that happened to the Chiefs. What stood out? Guys, we can sit here and I can blow up. I can give you next-gen stats and pro football focus and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't play certain teams physical and just whip the guy in front of you, sounds like coach talk, but sometimes it boils down to that and the Chiefs didn't do it. They have got to retool their defense front to back every person on the defense because it was uh i mean they got they just got pushed around all night 
Well, and here come the Chargers and what looks like a really big game, early game in the AFC West. Uh, noon kickoff, of course, this weekend. When I look at this Charger team, I thought that they should have beat the Cowboys, Mitch. I did. I watched a lot of that game. Oh, um, just an um, unbelievable uh, loss for them. But, you know, Austin Eckler's a guy that every time I watch the Chargers, like, wow, well, my, why doesn't this guy get more love? And Keenan Allen continues to play at a high level, makes some incredible catches. Those two skill guys, Eckler and Allen, they're a pain in the butt regardless who's on the other side of the field and that's where their targets are going Eckler as much and he's he's been an okay runner he's not a Melvin Gordon kind of runner but he's very effective as a pass receiver uh it's it's hard not uh, to overlook the fact that he's so good in that and you look at where Herbert is giving his targets Keenan Allen obviously is one of them I mean last year he had 100 catches um this year he's had 21 targets Keenan Allen in two games and just looking at the stats, though, for Eckler, uh, last year, 65 targets, and he missed several games. And there was one game against Buffalo, he had 11 catches for 129 yards. That's a running back. That's not a wide receiver. Eckler puts pressure on you defensively different ways than Baltimore does, but pressure nonetheless. One bright spot, and it's a one-in-one start here, they're a first down away from winning that football game Sunday night. But Harrison Bucker, he missed six extra points a year yeah, ago. Right. He's been perfect to this point. Small sample size, I get it. But I got I don't think we talked at all about Bucker during the preseason and our August conversations, Mitch, but it looks like those extra points have been rectified, at least to this point. Well, and it's week to week with him. It's the only flaw in his game. Uh, I was talking about Justin Tucker on Sunday night, if anybody's listening, and you've heard the stat. He's the most accurate yep. kicker in NFL history with so many attempts. And guess who's second? It's Harrison Butker. He's second in NFL history Mm -hmm. in field goal percentage. The extra points are the bugaboo. He missed two in the preseason, Mm -hmm. in preseason games. And you're like, you hold your breath, man. It's 33-yarder. It's like, okay, good. Now, for the point, yeah, it's rectified. But as tight as this AFC West is going to be, because it looks like the SEC West right now, and as tight as the Mm -hmm. AFC is going to be with all these contenders, you know these games are going to boil down two or three games down to his kicks and maybe his PATs. So uh, you're right. The Chiefs were not playing to play cozy. They had three timeouts. They're trying to get it closer for him. But um, you just you want to get to the point where those it's like a 10-foot putt where you're like, that's automatic for this guy. He's going to make him instead of like hold your breath on every extra point. Well, uh, once your team goes down, of course, Monday's a Monday morning quarterbacks come out of the woodwork, and they all want to see Jarek McKinnon. They're fed up with Edwards Hilaire already, which is a mistake. But what is McKinnon's status, um, Mitch? And do you expect that his workload will pick up? Well, I think it depends on the opponent. If you look at Cleveland, he didn't get a whole lot of workload on scrimmage downs. He was out there on special teams. And then last week he had more of a load. I think it's not going to be, oh, they're dissatisfied with Clyde. Let's put McKinnon out there. It is more dependent upon what the uh, opponent does. Like, let's just take this week. I would think it's going to be a little more of a balance there. McKinnon will play some against these guys. The Chargers are interesting when you look at the way they've built their defense. And don't take this as an arrogant comment. It's just the Chiefs have won the division five straight years. I remember when when Peyton Manning was with the Broncos, like, we got to build a team to play them first. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have tried as much as they can to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of Super Bowl 55. they got the big guys up front like Tillery. they got the speed rusher like Bosa. But they've gone to real light in the shorts, speed linebackers, Kazir White out of West Virginia. 
uh, Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, and they've done a good job of getting DBs. Asante Samuel Jr. is a really good draft pick. And then they got Derwin James and Chris Harris Jr., the old Broncos back there. But they have built their defense. It's like they spend every day of going, we've got to build our defense to beat the Chiefs. So the Chiefs have to have countermeasures here. One of those things could be Clyde and Jarek in the lineup at the same time to get a mismatch. Don't overlook that. I'm not giving my government secrets. I don't know if that's in the game plan. But you've got to counteract what the Chargers have done to try to replicate the being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of Super Bowl 55. Mitch, we know it's not Papa John's pizza, but good for Byron Pringle. Getting a deal with Pringles, getting his own line of Kansas City barbecue chips, I saw. Nice. And the dude can dance a little bit, too. Well, what I mean, what took so long for the Pringles deal to come together, right? right? Uh, he's such a valuable player for this team and way valuable than people realize. I call him the door hinge because so many times guys are flying open because he's the door hinge. He has played, Trent, running back, wing back, slot back, tight in, X receiver, Y receiver, uh, and he'll do in a month. He'll play all those things in a month. Oh, and he returned a kick against... Ken's Broncos for 104 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's so valuable to this team, and he'll cover a kick. He had one of the big coverage plays in Super Bowl 54. Um, if you can find a guy like this, he's kind of a bargain, right? You get, mm-hmm. you get, he's the fix-it guy down the street. That he's the plumber, the electrician, the carpenter. Uh, you call, you call Ken. He's going to come fix it. Well, you call Pringle because he does a thousand things to help this team win. So valuable. Coach loves it. Indeed. Papa John's in a minute. Last thing for me. How did the uh, the young right side of that offensive line, Humphrey Smith in the end grade, out against the Ravens? Okay, but I'm just – if you get a chance to watch the All-22, this is one I cringed. Uh, my heart stopped on this one. The big play, the Chiefs are up 35-24. They get the ball at the Raven 49. And I'm thinking in my mind, this could be a kill shot. You get a touchdown here, you're up 42-24. And Lamar Jackson, even playing all of his Army West Point plays, doesn't have enough time to get all that done. The Chiefs run a play where those guys are designed. It's a crisscross screen. It's it's an Andy Reid designed screen. Nobody else runs it. But a mistake made by Creed Humphrey, because Jason Matabike, the stud defensive lineman, sees a gap and just shoots it. He needs to chip him before he gets – he's worried so much to get out on the screen that he forgets to chip the closest human to him. And as a result, the play gets blown up for a minus five, and that whole drive gets killed. So those plays, you just you're the, those are youth plays. He's got to chip the dude before he gets out on the screen. That's more important than anything else. So they made a few mistakes, but overall, it's okay. They're right on schedule. These dudes are good players. Hmm. Uh, Mitch, uh, this is the uh, final appearance for you in the month of September, so there will be new specials coming up next week. But I know that they've – I believe that offer's still alive, right, the, the, this month, until uh, the end of this month at Donaldson's. Yeah, the GDRF. Yeah, talk about that. Yes, it's the, yeah, it's the, they're so big and help with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. You can, too. You know how good these pizzas are. Uh, but they've got – for example, there's a large two-topping and a bread side at fifteen ninety nine. Um, and then there's uh, or a large specialty in breadside, seventeen ninety nine. However, if you order online or if you go to pick it up, make sure that you ask them about the JDRF special or ordering online. Just get these numbers down. Think fifteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine JDRF. When you make your online order, and what they do then is they make a donation for every order the Donaldsons do to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. They do an amazing job, the Donaldsons. 
in helping that very vital organization. I mentioned last week Mark Andrews is a type 1 diabetic, a great tight end for the Ravens. Uh, I did a feature, I did a minute with Mitch on it on uh, on Fox 17. I, we talked about uh, there in Des Moines on diabetes, uh, diabetic football players. And uh, I'll do it again. It's probably time to revisit it. But the Donaldsons worked so hard uh, in helping raise money for that foundation. And you can, too, by those orders. Good people. Mitch, uh, we will talk to you next week. Should be a fun game this uh, Sunday. Chargers in town. We'll recap it and preview the following week with you a week from today. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. You got it, guys. AFC West is alive and well. Indeed it is. A fun, fun division. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. Yeah. All right, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, Condon's on a roll. See if he can keep it going. He hit yesterday. He had a winning day. What, winning two day. of your three dogs were barking? Yep, and uh, played the round robin. That was a nice As little As you suggested. Payoff. Yep, so. It was what, about three and a half to one it came back to? That's, yeah, the two that win, the Mariners and the Cardinals. The two biggest ones of those three bets. And Boy, that Cardinal game was fun. It was. More of that tonight. Hope so. Yeah, that's where I'll be watching MLB. We'll come back. Uh, Trends play the day next. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX106.0. Code News. Maybe you're thinking about fran- business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... KXNO. It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL, DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Just a $1 bet on any football game this week, and you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter if you win or lose. And this football season, all customers, all of us, can also swing big with DraftKings same-game parlays, so... Let's put one together. Justin Fields, two and a half touchdowns. Bears to win outright. <laughs> over 52 and a half. Put that all together. You're looking at about five to one. How about this? $25 in credit, even if your same game parlay comes up short. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what you're saying is don't make the mistake and bet a $5 or a $10. Bet your 25 bucks because if you've... Come up short. You get the 25 bucks back. That's not bad. Indeed it isn't. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KXNO. The promo code is KXNO to receive $150 in free bets instantly if you place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, that's promo code KXNO to get your $150 in free bets instantly for all you new customers out there. That's this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-Fox-17. Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. Murph and Andy in an hour and seven minutes. Fanatics at 3 Hawk Central Radio tonight. Lysta Cow and company. Uh, they are on at 6. So I was looking at the college slate because you were just slamming it. Yeah, it sucks. It's not awful. It's not good. Come on. I'm trying to. I was trying to think in my mind what games you and Bam and I are going to toss around. Would this make the list, or would this maybe be my sneaky good game? It's a Big Ten tilt. Rutgers, Michigan. No, that's good. It's it's okay. You're both off to good starts. 
Purdue, Illinois? No. Where are you going? Nebraska Sparty. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Sparty's good. I mean, okay, not good, but way better. Oh, yeah, because I thought they were going to be atrocious I again. I thought, absolutely, a lot of folks did. And not just the Wake Forest transfer. They, they brought in a lot of mm-hmm. dudes. Mel mm-hmm. Tucker. Yep. Saw him in Chicago with the Bears D. Was not a Mel Tucker fan. <laughs> Doing all right. So far, so good. All right. Well, um, what are you going to be betting today? Well, I got three, four leans in baseball, but there's one total. And you know I'm not normally a total no, player. it's rare for you. Late night, Padres against the Giants. Scott Casmir against Vince Valaquez. Both guys with ERAs over six. And the total's nine? Mm. All day long. Give me that over. That's your one play. Your one confident play, play. Glad you're just not putting them out for putting them out for putting them out sake. We'll see how you I've do I've had tomorrow. that problem before. You have. Uh, we are done for the day. Thanks for being with us. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3.